This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thank you for being with us on this slightly warmer morning. Four degrees outside our studios. Not a bad-looking Sunday out there. Well, this is the time in the program where we generally talk about a new book. We will touch base with authors, editors, what have you. And this book that we are about to chat about is called Basically Queer. And it offers an introduction to what it might look like, what it might feel like, what it might be like to live your life as lesbian, gay, bisexual, asexual, two-spirited, and trans. And what I find extremely interesting about this book is that it's written by young people. It's written by people who are older. And by doing that, by having those writers, it's able to give us a firsthand look at some very interesting lives and perhaps expose us to things that we might not otherwise see or hear about or read about. It is edited by Claire Robson, Kelsey Blair, and Jen Marchbank. And joining us on the line to talk a bit more about this is Jen Marchbank. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, How did this all come about, even uh, getting together, uh, the three of you, to edit this book and to put it together? This is a four-year process. Um, So I need to let you know that Claire and Kelsey were the um, co-facilitators of a group called Quirky, which is a queer imaging and writing collective for elders. And they're based in Vancouver. And my wife, Sylvia Trafan, and I have run for the past six years a group called Youth for a Change, based out of Surrey. So we run a youth group. Claire and Kelsey ran a seniors group. Uh, it started off as Claire and one of the seniors, Pat Hogan, coming to visit us to do a writing workshop, which resulted in various performance pieces that night. It morphed into um, us going back and forward to workshop with each other in the two groups. Then we um, sent each other writing prompts. It turned into a performance called Call and Response that we did in, oh my goodness, Vancouver, New Westminster and Surrey. And after the performances, Claire had the idea of saying, let's make this a book. And it became a book. (laughs) And here we are. Yes. And so talk a bit, because uh, as I mentioned, uh, written by younger people, by older people, how did you go about finding the people who would then write and share uh, some really uh, intimate details of their lives? Well, as I say, this is, um, the, the authors are all members of one of two groups, Quirky, right. the seniors, or Youth for Change. And how it came about was some of the Youth for Change members initially um, they may now be 18 because this was a four-year process, but, you know, at 13, 14 years old, they were like, I can't write anything. I don't know anything to write. And uh, it was just a gentle problem. Well, you've told me this story. You mentioned this part of your life. And, um, you know, we have one young author in this book who, Skylar Cogswell Shears, who was in that very position, 13, 14 years old, saying, I can't write anything. And I've got five pieces in the book. Mm. Now, you know, published author five times. So really it was a case of um, just inviting people to reflect on their life. Of course, for the seniors, they had much more life to to reflect on. And they took the lead in writing the more academic parts of the book. But it was just saying to to the youth, tell me your stories. Um, We have one piece by Karen Dawson, which is You'd Be Pretty If. And it's all based out of all the statements that she received on social media from people saying, you'd be pretty if your lipstick wasn't so dark or your hair wasn't shaved on one side. All the things that people just thought that it was okay to tell a 17, 18-year-old online. Hmm. So people writing out their own experience, which is why the book is so raw. 
Yeah. You mentioned online, which, uh, which, uh, how, how different is it when you talk about, and obviously the, the older writers have more life to reflect on, but does it ta- does it look at that, the difference between, uh, people, when online became a thing, when when suddenly people felt that they could say things online and 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 hid behind this cloak of anonymity, does it does it look at the difference of what it might have been like before online was such a thing? Well, a little bit in Caroline's piece, most certainly, because all of her stuff came from you know un, unsolicited responses online. Um, but I think one of the most telling moments for us was when we were doing what we called call and response. We the youth sent writing prompts, questions to this, the elders, and the elders sent them back to the youth. And this is a pre-online date thing at all, but um, one of the things that the youth sent to um, the elders was, you know, what did you do to stand out? We have fancy hair colours and tattoos and pierces. What did you do to stand out? And the seniors came back with very emphatic, we didn't want to stand out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, because it was a different time legally and socially, so maybe not so much direct about being online, but about being of a different generation. And it, it does talk about that. It seems like it's a book where there's there are these very personal stories and that, but it also looks at, at legal rights around the world and how things have changed throughout the years. Absolutely. And um, that was a, the point of the book was to be to set this in, in, in the context of um, you know, what are the societies we're talking about, because not everybody is grown up in, in Canada and not everybody grew up in a time when um, being a member of one of these communities was acceptable. You know, that, so there's a lot there. I mean, um, Harris Taylor has a piece in there about, you know, family for sale, you know, just about the, the heart and the heartache about being not accepted by your biological family. Um, and there's, so it's not just, it, it does educate about what legal rights are around the world, but it also gives first-person experiences of what it's like to live these lives in the past in Canada and today in Canada. So we have, you know, all these laws in Canada today, but we still have Chris Morrissey writing about the experience when her partner, Bridget Cole, died, um, have been treated by the insurance company. So so your husband is this, what happened here? You know, the heartache that that caused her. Um, So it's a combination of fact and lived reality. And oftentimes when dealing with serious issues and, and in, some, in many cases even heartbreaking issues, uh, authors uh, can find ways to bring humour into it as well. Are there examples of that in the book? Absolutely. Um, there totally are. There's, um, little car- there are cartoon sketches. There are um, some photo montages. There are some poems. Um, Pat Hogan has a, a poem called The Jab Rap, which it goes into using reclaiming all the language that's used against LGBTQ plus people and putting that into um, a rap-based spoken word poem that's uh, just quite amusing. <laughs> and who do you think will, will get the most out of reading this book? Well, it has been published by Peter Lyne Publishers as part of um, a series called Counterpoint. So it is published as a textbook. So it is aimed at um, teachers uh, I think who will get the most out of it as um, a number of groups. So we're we're kind of saying this is a guide to LGBTQ lives. If you are a social worker, a teacher, a librarian, um, a parent, perhaps, 
but it is also meant to be, we're hopefully targeting um, schools of education so that um, future teachers will understand this life. But it's also um, there as just, this, this is fun for the general public. Which, which you don't often hear that about a textbook. No, but um, we're unique. <laughs> so we're, we're trying hard. Was it difficult to edit down what pieces uh, oh, yes. got into the book and which ones didn't? Yes, it was. Um, it wasn't difficult to decide what to include. It was just difficult to say what we have space for. Mm. But I think what we've created a balance and, um, you know, we had a book launch. We had one book launch at the beginning of um, this month that the book sold out at. We were quite amazed. Um, and we'll have another one tomorrow at SFU Surrey. So we think the the balance is good, and I think our readers so far have told us the balance is good, and we've had some excellent endorsements from great worthies in our um, literary community. So we have high hopes. <laughs> excellent. Well, I was going to ask you that before I let you go. The event uh, tomorrow, uh, let people know what it, what is happening if, if people do want to come and check it out. Okay, certainly. Okay, so um, we've already had one book launch. It was organised by the Quirkies. This one has been organised by um, my home department at Samuel Fraser University, which is Gender, Sexuality and Women's Studies, also the home department of Claire Robson. And Kelsey Blair is also SFU, but it's in the Department of English. So it's an SFU event. We're at SFU Surrey Campus, which is at Central City Mall, just above the mall. Um, from 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we will be doing readings from the book, some performances. We'll have a drag performance. We'll have some singing. We'll have a film. We'll have readings from the book. Um, we will have elders and youth um, all involved with that. If you wish to purchase the book, you can do so there. If you want an author to sign the book, you can do so there. It's just an evening of fun and um, book promotion and the public are welcome. All right, sounds good. So that's at the SFU Surrey campus. It is in room 5240 at 7 o'clock. All right. Well, Jen Marchbank, thank you so much. Fascinating look and just a collection of writers and pieces. Thanks so much for joining us to talk about it this morning. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.